What's up everyone? This is Dan and you're listening to Lay the Smackdown. This is the part of the show where I talk about the latest news and goings on in the world of WWE. The first piece of news I've got this week is actually um, a couple of bits of bad news actually and that is that Fandango has had surgery on his shoulder which is going to keep him out of action for the next six months. So six months would take him potentially to a return at the Royal Rumble. But as we know, you know, we can never tell with these things. Um, Tyler Breeze looks like he's on his own for a while. So it's going to be very interesting to see what they do with Breeze now. Will they send him back to NXT or what? Goldust has had surgery on both of his knees. Uh, He posted a picture of him at rehab, ironically, with Fandango. And, yeah, I mean, it's it's unsure at this stage how long Goldie's going to be out for. Is it a long-term thing? You know, there's not really much more information out there about exactly what it is that he's had done to his knees. But all we know is... Gold Dust has surgery on both knees and hopefully it is successful and he's back soon. Brock Lesnar has officially en- re-entered the USADA drugs testing pool for UFC. So Brock Lesnar has officially re-entered the USADA pool and that means that he is likely to return to UFC. It's looking like potentially he could face Daniel Cormier in February. And, you know, what does this mean then for the Universal Championship? Well, as we know, Brock's not really been around much. And he has apparently been confirmed for SummerSlam although no official announcement has come from WWE regarding that. It's believed that SummerSlam will be his last match in WWE, and it's looking like he will face either Bobby Lashley or Roman Reigns and therefore drop the Universal Championship there. But we can't forget there's also the small matter of Braun Strowman. Now... Braun holds the Money in the Bank contract, meaning that he can have a championship match whenever he chooses. Obviously, the champion has to be around for that to happen. So it's looking likely that could be at SummerSlam, or they're going to be holding it out until somebody else becomes champion and then have the cash-in. So on the subject of SummerSlam... Dean Ambrose looks set to miss SummerSlam. There were some rumours floating around that he may come back at SummerSlam to help out Roman or Seth in some way. You know, Dean would have fitted nicely, I think, into the storyline with Seth, uh, Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre at the moment, where, you know, Seth obviously is on his own against two guys and... You know, with Ambrose coming back, that would have evened things out. However, it doesn't look like Ambrose is going to be back until at least September. 
So, yeah, that's um, the latest on Dean Ambrose. We understand as well that WWE are looking to do away with some of the gimmicky pay-per-view names. So, the likes of, say, um, Hell in a Cell, Extreme Rules, TLC, etc., and we understand that they are going to be replacing some of them with the old WCW pay-per-view names. Apparently two that are penciled in at the moment are Halloween Havoc and Starcade. You know, whether they do incorporate any other WCW pay-per-view names or old ECW pay-per-view names maybe, we'll have to wait and see. Um, on the subject of pay-per-views, WWE has moved the tables, ladders, and chairs pay-per-view from September the 21st in Boston to December the 16th in San Jose. This is now sparking rumors of an all-divas pay-per-view, which is said to be something that is well and truly in the pipeline that may happen they reckon it could potentially be in September or October time now they've got a big super show in Australia in September which could take the place of TLC but my theory on this is that the All Divas pay-per-view could go into that slot if that's due to be in September and they've moved the TLC pay-per-view, that could be the reason why. So the reasoning behind the all women the all women's pay-per-view is to make up for the women superstars missing out on the greatest Royal Rumble. Obviously Saudi Arabia have their laws which state that women can't compete in sporting events. So on the subject of WWE women's events, former WWE Divas champion Caitlin, or you may know her as Celeste Bonine, has been announced as the first entrant into the 2018 May Young Classic. You'll remember it was won last year by Kari Sane, who's now in NXT. Uh, this will mark Caitlyn's first appearance in WWE in over four years. As you'll remember, she was a former Divas champion back in the day. Uh, some of the other competitors that have been announced for this are Yo Shirai, Casey Catanzaro, Nicole Matthews, Vernice Gabriel, Rhea Ripley, who was part of last year's one, and London's own Ginny. She's one of our own. And the final piece of news for this week regards a certain Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan has dropped the biggest hint to date that he either has signed or will re-sign with WWE. Bryan has been quoted as saying that he is enjoying his current work. The fact that Bree is also signed to WWE too means that he's very happy to stay. Um, as you'll notice, Daniel has changed up his wrestling style a bit recently. 
his style has become more map based rather than the balls to the wall high flying stuff that we were used to seeing from him it seems as though brian is going to be going into the SummerSlam program with the miz as well so yeah that is going to do it for the news this week this is the part of the show that i like to call the jaw about raw So, this week, I'm going to quickly breeze through Raw and SmackDown news and get to my predictions for Extreme Rules. So, on Raw this week, Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley had an awesome segment at the start of the show. It was a pull-apart brawl segment. And if rumours are to be believed, the person behind... The writing of this backstage was a certain Paul Heyman. And, you know, Heyman is quite a fan of the pull-apart brawl. And we know that Paul Heyman has quite a big hand in writing a lot of Brock Lesnar's stuff. And, yeah, I thought it, it worked really well. It went on for... A good 15, 20 minutes, I think, this segment. So, you know, they had pretty much everybody down, even a return of Mike Canellis in, you know, in the melee, so to speak. Um, you know, we got some very good, like, spots where we had Roman flying over the ropes to get to Bobby, Roman leaving and coming back. And, yeah, just, you know, I think it's it's working really, really well at the moment. They, you know, they... I think as long as they don't have Lashley talk, they get rid of the ridiculous headband and just make him look like a badass, then people will take him a bit more seriously. So, we had Mojo Rawley defeating No Way Jose again. Yeah, I'm really getting behind Mojo at the moment. I think he's he's doing very well. Uh, I think he's one of these guys that could benefit from Raw having another mid-card title. I think if it's going three hours, then they do need that that third championship on there. You know, if you're including the Universal title and the Intercontinental title, for me, they're on par at the moment. And then I think they need one more. So, for example, back in the day, the European Championship worked well. You know, I think something like that would be perfect for, you know, Mojo Rawley, No Way Jose... Elias, Bobby Roode, those kind of people. And, you know, at the moment, as I say, it's, you know, it's good, but, you know, who knows where this push is going to end end up, you know? So, yeah. Bo Dallas defeated Matt Hardy. Ember Moon defeated Liv Morgan. Nia Jax and Natalia defeated Alexa Bliss and Mickey James on Raw as well. So, Raw this week ended with a magnificent match. It was Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins, with the stipulation that if Drew McIntyre wins, then he gets to be ringside for the 30-minute Ironman match between Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler at Extreme Rules. Drew won a superb match, and... You know, I don't know how they're going to play this storyline out. Um, 
you know, as I mentioned in the news thing, Ambrose is not due back for a couple of months. So that kind of rules the tag team thing out of the equation, I feel. You know, I feel the only thing they could really do is maybe after SummerSlam is give Drew a run with the Universal title. But we don't know what the plans are that WWE have. So, yeah. Anyway. Part of the show that I like to call the yak about smack down. Smack down this week. We have a segment on Miz TV. They had the returning team Helmo as the guests on there. This was interrupted by the Bludgeon Brothers, Sanity, and The New Day. So it's essentially like a five-on-five brawl in the ring, essentially. And that led to a match being made later on in the night of Team Helno teaming with The New Day to take on the Bludgeon Brothers and Sanity in what turned out to be an absolutely superb match, which was won by Team Helno and The New Day. Could that be a sign of things to come at Extreme Rules? So, AJ Styles defeated Nakamura by disqualification. After this match, we have Rusev come down. Obviously, he's facing AJ at Extreme Rules. And Jeff Hardy come down to even things up and attacking Shinsuke Nakamura. This then led to a tag team match, which was won by AJ and Jeff. So, champions both defeating their respective challengers at Extreme Rules. The intergender thing continued with Asuka defeating James Ellsworth in a lumberjack match. Um, This essentially... Just turned into a bit of a clusterfuck, really, with the Lumberjacks just ending up beating up each other. And, you know, no one really seems to know the real meaning behind the Lumberjack matches. And, you know, my belief is that it's whenever anyone gets thrown out of the ring, you just throw them back in and that's your only job. It just seems like now they just want to attack them all the time or attack each other and... That was that match, really. Asuka defeating Ellsworth clean again. Andrade C.N. Almas defeated Sin Cara. And that then led to them announcing a match on the kickoff show for Extreme Rules between C.N. and Sin Cara. So, the main event of the evening saw Team Hell No teaming with The New Day to face their respective opponents at Extreme Rules, the Bludgeon Brothers and Sanity. This was won by Team Hell No and The New Day. Um, Yeah, very interesting thing to end the show as well was that Daniel Bryan did the... He raised his arms and brought them down again in, like, Kane fashion to try and, like, ignite the fire like Kane normally does, and, you know, done it a couple of times, didn't work, and then when he tried it 
for a third time, boom, we got the return of Pyro and the Flames. So yeah, that's everything from SmackDown for this week. This is the Pay-Per-View Prediction. So, it's now being announced for the kickoff show that we will have two matches. We will have Andrade Cien Almas taking on Sin Cara and Sanity taking on The New Day in a tables match. What's interesting, the Sanity and New Day table match, it's actually the first team to have a person put through the table loses. It's not every member of the team has to go through a table. So, I'm going to go for the first match. Sin Cara versus Cien is... I think that Cien is going to win that match. Just because I feel like it will hurt him more to lose. Because, you know, he's only just come up from NXT. I feel like he needs to win more than Sin Cara does. As for the tables match, the same reasoning really um, is the reason I'm going with Sanity to win that match. So, we have Sin... We don't. We already had that one. So, we have Finn Balor taking on Baron Corbin. Uh, I'm going to go with Finn Balor to win that match. I feel as though Constable Corbin doesn't need to win that match. And so, yeah, I feel that Finn is going to win. We then have the United States Championship where Jeff Hardy will defend against Shinsuke Nakamura. Now, having failed on every attempt so far to win the WWE Championship, I feel now is going to be Nakamura's time to win his first championship on the main roster so I think that we are going to see Shinsuke Nakamura leave Extreme Rules as the United States Champion. The Bludgeon Brothers will take on Team Helmo for the SmackDown Live Tag Team Championships. Now, with the news that Daniel Bryan potentially has re-signed for WWE it makes me think that there's more chance that Team Hell No are going to win this the only issue is Kane how long is Kane going to be around for could it be that Team Hell No win and then they lose the titles straight away on Smackdown to the Bludgeon Brothers or to another heel team potentially Sanity on SmackDown. Possibility for you. Who knows? Raw Tag Team Titles. Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt defending against the B Team. So, we've seen this one go back and forward now for a few weeks. With Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas mimicking Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. And... You know, since they split from The Miz and since they became the B-team, you know, I've really liked what they've been doing with Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas. 
So, I think that the B team are going to win the Raw Tag Team Championships on this show. We then go to the SmackDown Women's Championship, which, you know, you'll get a theme for this show recently now. It's called Extreme Rules. So far, looking through, there hasn't been a single stipulation match that I've mentioned. There have not been many that have been announced. So, SmackDown Women's Championship will feature James Ellsworth above the ring in a shark cage. This is where I feel Asuka is going to win her first Women's Championship on the main roster. You know, there's there's been so many tricks with people escaping the shark cage. You know, people dropping things from the shark cage. It'd be nice just for him just to be there and not do anything. And that, to me, that would be a bigger swerve than him actually doing something, like dropping something for Carmella to use. But as usual with WWE, we don't know what it is that they're planning on doing. But all in all, I reckon Asuka is coming out of that one as SmackDown Women's Champion. Going over to Raw, the red side. The Raw Women's Championship there will be defended in an Extreme Rules match. Alexa Bliss defending against Nia Jax. And we know that Ronda Rousey is going to be at Extreme Rules. She's going to be in the crowd. A front row ticket to the event. What role, if any, will Ronda play in the outcome of this match. I don't know. It's hard to say really. Because no doubt Alexa. Is going to have Mickey James with her. Nia Jax will most likely have Natalia with her. So Ronda. Is one of these characters. That WWE could go either way with. They can either go. With the babyface Ronda. That everyone cheers. Or they could go with the total badass heel. And, you know, it's, it's one of those... This is really hard for me to, to choose this one. But I think Alexa Bliss is going to come out of Extreme Rules still, the women's champion. Potentially drop it at SummerSlam, but I think she'll come out with the title. So then we move into the main events, essentially. Four matches that are probably the four matches that they're tossing up with which one is going to close the show. Roman Reigns versus Bobby Lashley is a match that I feel not a lot of people are going to want to be interested in, but it could have the biggest implication on what happens with the Universal title at SummerSlam. So my pick for this is Roman Reigns. I'm going to say that Roman will win the match, whether it's clean is another matter. Roman Reigns to beat Bobby Lashley. Middle of the ring. One, two, three. We then have a steel cage match between Kevin Owens and Brawny the Strowman. So, we all know what happened the last time WWE did a steel cage match. We had the 
finish of Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns going through the cage at the same time. Roman Reigns' feet touching the floor, therefore making him the uncrowned Universal Champion. For this one, I see something kind of similar happening, but I feel that as though Braun is going to destroy Owens quite a bit, and not knowing his own strength, I feel Braun is going to throw Owens through the cage, and that's how Owens is going to escape and therefore win the match. So it's not going to be one of these where he's going to pin Braun or make Braun tap. He will literally just throw him straight through the cage is my opinion on that one. Then we have the WWE Championship, which is AJ Styles versus Rusev. Now, my head tells me AJ Styles retains. My heart says I would love to see Rusev win. To me, this is one of those pay-per-views where they could get away with having Rusev win it. And then lose it either on SmackDown or on one of the like, go-home SummerSlam shows. But then I feel, what would that do for AJ? So, I'm going to go with AJ and say that he will leave as champion. But this is probably the one for me that, you know, could go either way. But I'm going with AJ. And so... The match that, in my opinion, should be main event in this pay-per-view. Now, like Tom, I am a stickler for the WWE title main event in pay-per-views. But for this one, it's an Extreme Rules pay-per-view. And I would love to see the Intercontinental Championship 30-minute Ironman match close out this show. So, the Iron Man match is between Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins. As we found out on Raw, Drew McIntyre is allowed at ringside due to beating Seth on Raw. So, for this, I feel as though it's going to be a very, very, very close match. And I think it's going to be that close, really, that it's going to come down to like the last few seconds. Now, it could either be that Drew goes to hit the Claymore on Seth and then Seth ducks. He catches Dolph. Seth pins Dolph. We've got a new champion. Or it's going to be that Drew is ejected from this match kind of early. And then we just get to see Dolph and Seth tear the place down. And I feel as though Dolph is going to win this match. I feel as though he will come out as champion. But he's not going to do it cleanly. The final, I think the first few falls may well work. Like they'll be fine. But I think the overall final deciding fall at the end of this match 
is going to be a kind of screwy finish where Dolph ends up still the IC champion. So yeah, what I'm going to do then is next week I will be back talking about Extreme Rules and going over my predictions and seeing how wrong I was. You can check me out on Twitter at Dan underscore Reb Noise. Keep checking us out on SoundCloud, iTunes, RebNoise.com and wherever you found this podcast. For now, that's it. Peace out. See you next week.